Wake the neighbors and phone the kids. It's about time for WSLM's newest show. Get ready for Kentuckiana Sports Talk, the biggest and only local sports talk show in Kentuckiana. Focusing on Southern Indiana and Kentucky high school sports, regional college sports, and national sports news. If you want to talk to the KST guys, George Browning and Blair Thompson, call the KST Talk Line at 812-883-3401. Keep your comments brief and to the point, or Becky will throw a flag and take you out of the game. And now we go into Studio A inside the Pinewood Studios of WSLM for Kentuckiana Sports Talk with George and Blair. Get ready for Kentuckiana Sports Talk. Hello, happy Monday to everybody. It's another weekend in the rearview mirror and a week ahead. But but the good news about this week, Blair, college football starts this weekend. That's right. I'm excited about it. I'm headed up to South Bend on Saturday morning to uh, hopefully watch my big Wolverines pull off a, the, probably the only road victory they've had in a long time that's worth anything. So we'll see. Boy, I tell you, you know, you think about a matchup like that on opening weekend, Michigan and Notre Dame, uh, man, that's putting your best foot forward, man. Uh, a team that loses that game, you're not out of the national championship race, but, but boy, you put yourself in a, in a difficult position by playing a game like that this early in the season. Yeah, definitely. I, I was reading an article this morning about uh, Coach Harbaugh was, was talking about the, the game this weekend and talking about, you know, going into Notre Dame, it doesn't matter how great you are or how horrible you are, you know, going into Notre Dame Stadium and, and the ghost of the Notre Dame Stadium, as they like to call it, and, and uh, all the, the aura that is Notre Dame. And uh, it's going to be a definitely, it'll be a, you know, it's going to be a huge test for the Wolverines. And uh, they lost their number one receiver uh, Saturday in practice to, to a broken foot, broke his left foot last year, broke his right foot this year. So hopefully they can get both those feet corrected and, he, you know, he stays healthy because he was a phenomenal athlete. And uh, that's going to be a big hurt for him coming into the, to that game, though, as well. So, We'll see what happens. Yeah, lots of football on the plate to talk about here this week and in the coming weeks. want to remind you our number here is 812-883-3401. If you want to talk football, you want to talk about high school sports, you want to talk about college, and, and the NFL's a couple weeks out, but, hey, we're ready. The phone lines are open, 812-883-3401, Kentuckiana Sports Talk. You can get in the Pinewood Studios. we got a, a action-packed show for you tonight. Lots of things to talk about. Blair, did you have a – we like to kick things off while we're waiting. If you want to call, go ahead and do that. Like I said, phone lines are open. We're just going to talk about the big stories from the weekend. And, and if you want to chime in on anything, just give us a ring. Well, you know, for me, I, I want to start off saying my Bengals are 3-0 and in the preseason, undefeated. So uh, we want to continue that hot streak for the next, you know, another week. But uh, scoring on the first play against the Bills – uh, last year's number one, or last year the first round pick, uh, Ross, the receiver, scored on the field. He's the burner, 4 2 guy. Remind me of myself back in the day, a lot of speed, you know, and uh, so he scored on the first play. But that's not the big news. For me, the big news was Hawaii winning the Little League World Series. Uh, I don't care how, how old you are, how young you are. <laughs> If you can't get into the Little League World Series, you don't have a heart. And I, I'm, to see uh, the kids from Hawaii with everything that's going on in Hawaii right now, with the hurricane coming in, you know, um, to be able to, to, to play well and, and to perform well. Their, their starting pitcher had eight, eight strikeouts in, in the game. And 
Uh, there was a home run hit in the first inning. So I just love I love the Little League World Series. I, I got a little guy playing uh, some baseball right now. So uh, for me, seeing uh, the Little League World Series stay in the mainland, well, not really the mainland because it's in Hawaii, but stay in America is good stuff. Hey, that yeah, that's a great story. I'm with you, Blair. I love to watch that on TV and, and just see the kids. And t- it takes me back to when my kids were playing. And it's fun to see the excitement and, and the love for the game. I, I had a couple uh, of, I'm like you, there's a lot going on. you got to give uh, one of the biggest stories for me, the Colts with the 23-17 win over San Francisco this weekend. They're 2-1 and one in the preseason. Uh, but the bigger news, even than the record, and beating San Francisco, you got to be impressed with Andrew Luck. He was 8 of 10 uh, for 90 yards and a touchdown pass. It, it, I don't say he's back to where he was, but looks like he might be getting there for Colts fans. Yeah, he definitely doesn't look like he's missed a beat, you know, to be able to sit out the whole season and, you know, the, the arm looks healthy. So hopefully, you know, he's a, you know, everything I've read about him, everything you hear about him, he's, he's a great person as he is, a player. And, uh, you know, you want those good guys to do well. So definitely glad to see him back and uh, do, performing so well in, in, the, in the last couple of preseason games for sure. That's one of those things I would like to hear from our listeners is, is if you're a Colts fan, uh, how do you think your team stacks up? With luck back, or are they a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Or are you just looking for a playoff appearance or, or, or even just getting close to the playoffs? Would that be a successful season for you considering what they went through last year? So they open the season September 9th against your Bengals. That's so, right. Well, that's uh, a loss. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that game will be at one o'clock here on WSLM. So be sure to tune into the Colts all season long here on uh, your Kentuckyana Sports Leader WSLM 97.9 FM and 12:20 AM. Uh, another big story, probably the biggest story, and this has a real local flair. Uh, local high school football fans. Uh, may not think it's the biggest story, but uh, Coach Reed May at Brownstown picks up his 250th win Friday night against Charlestown, and uh, the dude just does it, man. You 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 worked for that staff for a while, right. Blair. I wanted to ask you: Did you in working there? Is there anything that you picked up on about Coach May that you could see that that's one of the at least a contributing factor to why they're successful every season? Well, first of all, nobody works harder than he does. He's up at 4 a.m. I used to get emails at 4 o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't read them before, but he would send them before. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for him, and he, he hit on it a little bit with his, with his staff staying together. They've been with him for a long time. But – he is so into the details that every step that the players make, you know, he says, you know, step with a 45 degree angle here, you know, six inch step here. And, you know, every, from the linemen to the backs to the quarterbacks, every single kid on that team knows exactly what they're doing. And, and, and it's just drilled in their head over and over. And he doesn't take, you know, if they practice and a kid doesn't do exactly what they're supposed to, they stop and do it over again. And I think, I think, you know, that to me is, is it is the, the attention to detail. And I think it, it's hard because as a as a player, you're like, oh man, this is so boring. You're doing the same things over and over and over again. But if you ever go to a college practice or a, or a, a pro practice, that's what they're doing, you know. <laughs> and and I think that um, he is so good with the details that that makes you know when you, when you insert a new kid. We talked about it the other day how year after year they just keep doing the same thing. But if you insert a kid, one kid goes down, you insert another. That's why they're keep, able to keep everything going because you know it just it's so so much on the detail. You know, I was looking at his record, 250 and 50. Yeah, 83 percent. It's not bad. Eight out of ten times. A little more than eight out of ten times you step on the field, you're going to win. 26 seasons, 50 losses. Pretty easy to get uh, (laughs) kids to uh, buy into that, right, Blair? Yeah. Eight out of ten times we step out there, we're going to win. 
I, I think I could go and, and work hard all week to be part of something like that. So yeah, success definitely. breeds success. Coach May uh, on his Twitter, you know, and, and just a class act, he said, uh, uh, you know, he couldn't do it without a, the support of his family and the great coaches and community, all the players and the parents, uh, just just that kind of guy. You know, you, you always look to the star players who, who deflect the the praise from themselves to the people around them, and Coach May certainly did that. He is currently ninth on the list of active coaches. Uh, number one on the list is Larry Wright of Sheridan. He's four eleven and one ninety three. Coach May at two fifty. He got a way to go to catch catch Coach Wright, but uh, he's on his way because there again they certainly with their win Friday night over Charlestown. A final score was fifty to thirteen. Yeah, that was a blowout. They're on their way to. Yeah, uh, uh, they 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 beat the you know what out of the team that beat the you know what out of Silver Creek. So, uh, their Brownstown looks to be in the driver's seat for the Mid Southern Conference. I did get a little excited because he said. I may do this for a couple more years. So maybe that couple, you know, so, you know, I think a lot of the Mid-Southern Conference coaches, they picked up on that. They may be like, hey, maybe only a few more years for coach. I don't believe him. But but we, uh, he did say that in his interview I read. So right. maybe he's getting close. <laughs> a couple more years, give us all a chance, right? Yeah, so that that was the the big stories from the weekend. Uh, just, just a lot going on. And things are going to get even more uh, full with our schedule here coming up. Uh, don't forget the coaches show on Wednesday night at, at McDonald's here in Salem. You can hear from Coach Dean at Eastern and Coach Bowsman at West Washington and, and Coach Hartsfield from Salem. Uh, Bubba's going to be talking to him about last Friday's games and, and the games coming up here this Friday. Uh, Eastern's got a tough one against Brownstown. We'll talk more about that later. But it looks like, you know, Dub Dub and uh, Salem play well. Uh, th- they could get, continue the winning ways for the Senators and, and Salem could get their first win of the season I know coach Hartsfield would probably downplay that we got to work hard to get that but right. I think on paper Salem would be the favorite to win that game and uh so hopefully we can get that we're going to talk more about that we got something coming up here we're going to take a a quick break and we got a guest coming back on the other side uh, uh one of the stars from Eastern's win over Clarksville Friday night so uh be sure to tune in and uh come back You want to go down these games after we get in talking to him but, or not? Sure. I wrote them down. So, we got I – mean, this is all the scores from last week, and then this is their all ones coming up in the PLAC. Yeah, I got them too. Ty, is this Dalton? Yep. Uh, Dalton, uh, we got a, a little thing here for about another minute, and then we'll bring you on. You'll be live, okay? Well, nothing unusual about that. Are you going to put him up here and uh but Vince was safe. And Morgan who saw the throw to second base just kept running around third and beat the return throw. Right, is that you Dalton? Hey, congratulations. Thank you. We we'll get you we'll talk more about it when we get on the air, but uh coach coach was telling me about your big night. So Question 
All right, we're back. Kentucky and a sports talk. Uh, Eastern picked up a big win, their first win of the season, 54-12 to over Clarksville. Uh, and talking with Coach Dean, one of the stars from that game, is uh, senior lineman Dalton Panair. Dalton, welcome to the uh, Pinewood Studios. How are you tonight? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Hey, tell me, how, how did it feel? To, you guys work hard all summer, and I know the West Washington outcome wasn't what you looked for, but how good did it feel for you individually and as a team to – to get that first win and get that taste of victory in your mouths. Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, it's like the team coming in and uh, finally uh, getting that first win for the season really sets the pace for the rest of the season. And uh, it was pretty good coming together and being able to pull out a big win like that. Uh, coach said uh, it was that. Now, for those of you who didn't see the game, I hear you got a, a pick six. You, you you picked off a screen pass and, and took it to the house. Was that your first varsity touchdown, Dalton? Uh, yes, sir, it was. <laughs> Walk me through that play. What did, what did you see, and how did it break down? And, and tell us uh, tell us about it. Well, uh, all week, Coach has been uh, working with us at the end uh, about uh, getting hands on and reading the, reading the quarterback. Uh, they ran the quarterback draw, and uh, – I seen how he uh, dropped back into a pass. And I went to my pass rush, and uh, I seen the the uh, running back go for a screen pass, and I just I was in the right place at the right time and got my hands on it. At what point did you know you were going to uh, get to pay dirt and score that touchdown? <laughs> well, honestly, I didn't know I was going to get the touchdown, but as soon as I got my hands on that ball, I was just churning mud. <laughs> Now, tell me, uh, did as a lineman, I know I played lineman in high school, and we always visualize if we ever get a chance to score a touchdown, what we're going to do when we get there. Tell me about the celebration. I didn't get to see it. What would you do when you crossed the goal line and see the referee's hands in the air saying touchdown? You didn't want to take any chances, right? No penalties. Now you're a you're a four year starter uh, at Eastern, and that that's pretty rare. I only know I've been around Eastern football since the beginning, and I only know of one other player who started as a freshman and played all four years. And, and you've done that. Uh, tell me about the difference this year going into your senior year. What's it, what's it been like compared to you know being a young guy and and trying to learn the ropes? Yeah, and I tell you, Dalton, just for our listeners, they don't know that uh, I think some of your athletic talent has to go to your middle school coaching that you received, your middle school line coach. uh, (laughs) I hear that guy was pretty good. Hey, there you go. Thanks for the plug. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Dalton has been uh, – He, I tell you, Blair, he's one of those guys when uh, in middle school you'd go back and, and when we did get game film, uh, 
you, you talk about block to the whistle and 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 you guarantee when the, you, the play ended, Dalton was still on his guy blocking all the way to the end, and that's just something that started in, in little league ball and he continued all the way through. So I'm happy to hear about your big game. Uh, coach said you had four tackles, two of those were for loss, and of course the pick six, which uh, is rare for a lineman. So that that was a big. Big night for you, but but Dalton goes beyond the uh, football field. He's uh, a three-sport star at Eastern. He's all-conference in football, uh, wrestling, and track where he does the shot put. So uh, talk about, do you ever get any time off, Dalton? Uh, well, between uh, wrestling and track, there's about uh, three weeks is there a, is football your favorite of the three sports you participate in? Uh, football is definitely my favorite. It, there's there's nothing else like it. Track and wrestling, they're they're individual sports. You go out there and you do it all yourself. But football, I mean, it takes a special group of people to go out there and do it all. Tell me about the uh, wrestling. Now you you've made it all the way to semi state. Do you have a have you thought about? I know you're in the middle of football season, but as you enter your senior senior year here. Uh, what's the goal for you this year as far as your other sports are concerned? Well, like, uh, like every other wrestler, uh, my, my main goal is to get to the, get to the state and get to the, get to the big old ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, what, talk to me just a little bit about the season. I know you guys are one and one. You got Brownstown coming up Friday. That's no easy road. But uh, how good do you think you guys can be this year, Dalton? All right. Well, hey, I want to thank you for calling in. Congratulations on the big win. Uh, tell Coach Dean and the fellas to keep up the good work down there, and uh, we'll be watching and rooting you on from, from here at WSLM. And, uh, hey, go get a couple more of those touchdowns this year. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for calling in, Dalton. That was Dalton Panair, four-year starter for the Eastern Musketeers. He had a huge night in Eastern's big-time win over uh, Clarksville uh, Friday night. Yeah, 55 so. points, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a you know, or fifty four. I'm sorry. Anytime you can do that, that's a, that's a good day. And you know, I know it's it's one of those things. And I was talking with a couple of my coaches today, and, and I think a lot of things that people don't understand is you know, confidence in a teenage kid can go a long way. And I think you know it, it can play both ways. You know, you you come out of the gate with with a tough schedule, and you know you I, you know Coach Humphrey down there at Corden. You know they open Brownstown. Paoli and, and you're in your young team and it can very easily when things start going south in the game you very easily can, can turn it into that confidence is gone whereas you play a team uh, like Clarksville or Scotchburg hopefully you can perform, perform the way you're supposed to and when you st kids start thinking that they can do things uh, at, at the high school level it, you know anything's possible absolutely it, it's amazing to me I tell you a funny story about confidence Blair just uh Eastern back when Coach Weiniger was coaching softball and they, they were having a really successful run. She had a player, uh, uh, Clarksville had a uh, just a pick, pitcher who, who was just vicious. Candace Bain, I believe was her name. Mm -hmm. uh, and she just brought it. I, I, I remember watching her pitch and think, man, I wouldn't want to stand in that box and, <laughs> and, and try to hit that. But uh, uh, Sherry told one of her players, hey, last time we played this Clarksville team, you got three hits off Bain, so you shouldn't be intimidated and uh well the the girl had a, a monster game she got another couple hits drove in a few runs and 
uh, I, after the game, I asked uh, Coach Weiniger, I said, did you go back and look that up? And she said, oh, no, I made it up. I don't have any idea what she did the last time we played Clarksville. I just told her that so she would have confidence when she stepped in the plate. And uh, it worked, just just hearing that, oh, because a player doesn't remember throughout right. the course of the season how I did against Clarksville. They just remember, uh, hey, what Coach says I hit – three times off of her so I, I don't stand in there and do it again yeah I think you know I think that's the biggest thing that people really miss out on when they're coaching uh, at this at this time you know the 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 type of kid we have today is totally different than what the kid was even five years ago you know and so um, most of them lack the confidence that they need um, the the hardest thing I, that I see is is finding your your quote unquote leaders and you know who who that who that's going to be and and you know I had a conversation with our kids at practice today you know it was hot today it was ridiculously hot <laughs> I mean I, I was sweating standing there I'm a big guy but it happens but I mean it was I didn't want to be out there because it was so hot you know and I know the kids didn't want to be out there but you know the thing is it, it, you have to find out who your leaders are in a situation like that if things go south or things are hot you you have to pick guys up and and uh, you got to push through it and that's what football is all about you know he you know that young man hit it right in the head you know he loves football because it's a it's a team sport and you you know you you're everyone's dependent on you you know and you're not just like you're letting everybody else down it's not about you it's about your teammate and once you know he, you know he would talk just exactly what he said and you know when you get that when you get a group of kids like that on your team you're going to be just fine now now just to, just a, an aside be careful Blair I, I know we got some ladies listening and the thought of Coach Thompson out there, sweaty, <laughs> yeah, sweaty on the practice field, uh, <laughs> glistening with the sun bouncing off <laughs> yeah. of him, ladies. I, I apologize Shades. If, if we've caused yeah. you to stumble in the sin of lust yeah. this evening. Right, we're apologizing here at the Kentucky <laughs> <Anna> Sports Talk. <laughs> but, uh, hey, we, we'll try to keep your heads focused on, on, the, on the work at hand. I give Blair a hard time. Yeah. We, we love each other. That's, uh, that's good stuff, though. Just uh, – uh, lots going on this week. I want to tell you a little bit about the WSLM sports schedule. Uh, it's just a busy, busy week, and it's going to be this way, uh, folks, on out for the rest of the year. Just lots going on. Tuesday night, NASCAR Live is, a, is at 7 at 97.9 FM. We got the Reds and the Brewers that will be playing simultaneously on, on 1220 AM. Uh, hopefully the Reds can pick up a couple wins over the Brew Crew uh, as a Cub fan. Well, That's you. when I'll definitely be a big Reds fan <laughs> as they play the Brewers. Wednesday night, we got uh, Purdue coach Jeff Brom. His show will be at 6.05 here on WSLM. And then uh, 7.05, the IU coaches show. Tom Allen will be on. And then Coach's Corner, back-to-back-to-back football on Wednesday night for you. So tune into WSLM for all that. And then, of course, uh, the, the busyness continues Thursday. The Reds and the Brewers. They got the Colts and the Bengals here on WSLM and Northwestern and Purdue kick things off. That'll be a heck of a game to start the year off with. And Coach Brom being a Louisville guy, he's got his brother Greg on staff and and his younger brother uh, Brian, uh, one of the top quarterbacks coming out of his high school class at Trinity, who's a quarterback coach up there at Purdue. So I'll be honest with you, I sorry IU fans, but I've kind of adopted the Boilers (laughs) as my my second favorite team. So – uh, busy, busy week. Friday night, you know we got all three county schools in action. Salem is at Scottsburg. We got Eastern at Brownstown Central, and West Washington is at home against Mitchell. Uh, Eastern traveling to Brownstown, they'll get to play on the yeah, the field the turf. turf right. So uh, hopefully, I'm a big advocate of the field turf. So I, I'd like to see some people see that and 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 just see the advantages of having that and what it does uh, for for the players and the team. Then Saturday, Florida Atlantic 
playing Oklahoma on WSLM. That game is at 1130 a.m. And then IU travels to Florida International. Now, Blair, I, I know you follow the Hoosiers and you're a, an IU fan, too, when right. they're not playing the, the Wolverines. <laughs> right. But I've always said this about IU football. The Big Ten schedule is hard enough right. w- without – I, I know we, we criticize Alabama and some of the Ohio States for playing cupcakes, but, hey, they're Alabama and Ohio State. Right. And here's IU traveling to Florida International. Now, I don't know anything about them. I'm just thinking a Big Ten school should not be on the road. A few years ago they played at Bowling Green, and, right. and it was just they lost that game, and it was one of those things where IU has no business going on the road to pick up these potential losses. If you beat them, you're supposed to beat them. Right. And if you lose, you've went on the road and lost to a school nobody's really heard of. Well, that's, I think Florida International, one of the big-time coaches is there now. It's not it's not Lane Kiffin, but it's it's one of the other guys that was at a big Big 12 school, and I can't it's, – I can't think of who it is right now, but um, you know they got they got hey they got my alma mater coming in week two, uh, Ball State coming in. You know last time Ball State visited Bloomington, Ball State was the winner, so I'm pretty excited about that game too. But yeah, you're right, and I think but you know it, it's also about exposure, and that's the thing that um, you know Coach Petrino Petrino at Louisville uh, talked about. You know they used to play a bunch of games on Thursday night when he was trying to get the Louisville Cards uh, publicity. You know and and. Butch Davis, that's right. Thank you, Greg. And yeah, so he was at Tennessee, you know, and then he was at Miami. So the guy's been, you know, he's been everywhere. So, uh, he, he, but you know, one of the things that, that Petrino said was, "We play Thursday night games because we want the whole world to see us," you sure. know. And so I think that's another thing too that IU does. You know, they're playing down at Florida, where if you're going to recruit some guys from Florida, they don't know where Bloomington's at, and you know, maybe maybe getting that down there and you can see the, you know. Hey, this is Indiana. Maybe maybe I want to go up there and take a look, you know, or maybe bring some recruits in. You never know, but it still don't make much sense because they're, they're probably going to struggle down there a little bit. But especially losing their leading rusher for the season, uh, you know, he was he, he's off the team now, so it's kind of stacked up against them uh, this weekend as well. So so they travel to Florida International. They have a coach in Butch Davis. They're right there in Miami, where the hotbed. You know, if you're Florida International, you don't have to leave your city to recruit. You could get what Florida State and Miami and the Gators. Do don't want right and still have a great team that right. can compete with most teams in the country so for me I, I just would always if I ever get the year of the the uh, those who schedule football at IU <laughs> I would say why play early season like even Ball State I know it's an in-state game but but why not play on a neutral site right. at, at Lucas Oil right where you know you're you're the state school so you're going to have that home field advantage right. to play Ball State to me IU doesn't have any business traveling to Ball State to play right. a game there. It just would be like UK traveling to Moorhead State. Right. They would never do that. And, and I wonder, IU, hey, pad your, get those three or four wins out of conference that, and make sure they're wins. So right. that way, if you do go uh, a three and, and four in you're the conference, or you, you still get in a bowl game and you still feel like it was a quality season. But going down there and taking an L, and I'm not saying they will. I hope they win. Uh, I know it's going to be tough, though, because, it, it, like we've said before, they, they may not be big in name, but they have a, a Power 5 head coach. They have a, a lot of Power 5 recruits that wanted to stay home and play right there in their own city. So that'll be a tough one for the uh, Hoosiers this weekend. What do you think about your Wolverines and, and Notre Dame? Any thoughts about that game? To me, if I'm circling maybe the most competitive game on the college schedule to start the season – that's got to be it right there. Yeah, you know, like I said, they're going into a hostile environment. It's uh, college game day is going to be there, and it's a 7.30 start. Um, 
in the you know, last time they were at Notre Dame, Notre Dame blew them out. So um, it was the last game for Coach Hoke, or last, not game, but last uh, Notre Dame-Michigan game for Coach Hoke. They haven't played in five years, and uh, it, it's going to be, you know, you think of Midwest football, Notre Dame and Michigan, you know, two winningest programs, and, and um, I, Michigan's defense is really, really good. And uh, Notre Dame's been struggling at quarterback. They have a great receiver. Um, uh, they've lost a running back. So uh, I think they're going to, Notre Dame will struggle to put up points. I hope they do anyway. Um, <laughs> and then we get to see what Shea Patterson's all about. You know, this kid's from Ole Miss and it's a hype, hype, hype all around this kid. He came in in the spring and, and won the starting job over four, you know, three really good quarterbacks in Michigan. And, uh, you know, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to have a little Manziel swagger to him. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully not too much after outside of the field, but, um, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what he looks what he what he looks like on the field, and uh, you know, we lost Tarek Black. Like I said, you know, this week, and that's going to hurt him. Um, a receiver, we're kind of thin at receiver, but um, I think the Wolverines will pull it out. I think it'll be it'll be close, but I think it'll be a, a two score game. Yeah, it's one of those ones where really, uh, kind of like our conferences around here at the high school level, you can't you can't lose the the national championship on the opening weekend, but you can certainly put yourself in a position where. Okay, you've got one loss, Coach Harbaugh. Right. You, you can't lose another one if you're going to stay in contention for that. And I know a lot of people aren't predicting that they'll be there, but, hey, when you're at Michigan and you get the kind of players they get, the expectation is that you're in the hunt for a national championship. I don't care what you did last year. And then, of course, the other another big local game this weekend is Northwestern at Purdue. Uh, Thursday night game, that's exciting just because there you go. Coach Brom, being a Louisville guy, hey, I think he's kind of brought that mentality to Purdue. Hey, right. let's play on Thursday night and let some kids see what we're all about. Because right. I guarantee you a couple things about Purdue and Coach Brom, and I was at U of L when he was there. Uh, he, the Boilers are going to play hard for him, and they're going to score a lot of points because right. he's an offensive uh, savant, sort of, uh, kind of like Petrino is. So uh, that'll be a big game. Again, Northwestern's coming in and. Uh, just uh, be interesting to see what the Boilermakers, they, they lost a lot of players at key positions, but right. they got a lot coming back. So uh, exciting stuff there happening in West Lafayette on Thursday night. And that game will be here, like I said, pregame at 630 and then kickoff at 730 on 1220 a.m. So uh, curious to see how that one goes. You think the Boilers will pull that off? Yeah, I mean, you know, Pat Fitzgerald is a coach for Northwestern and uh, he was a big linebacker when they went to the Rose Bowl at Northwestern, that, the dream team in 96 or whatever. Um, so he's a big defensive guy, but I mean, Purdue's, Purdue's offense is so good. You know, the thing, the thing with Purdue is, you know, are they going to be able to get stops? You know, they had, they should have beat Michigan last year. Um, so should have Indiana, but we'll decide the point. But anyway, I, uh, you know, Purdue played well defensively last year, you know, and I, was, I think that's the thing that you're going to have to find out is we know we're going to, or they know they're going to put up points, but are they going to stop somebody? And I think if, you know, they can get us some stops early and, and, um, you know, continue to have the success we know that they're going to have offensively, uh, I could see the Boilers winning this pretty pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would pick Purdue. And I, I think you're right about Michigan. I think C- Coach Cocky Pants uh, <laughs> has got something to prove this year. He's tired of hearing about how he's underachieved and right. uh, Michigan fans expected more. And I think he wants – He's he always has that desire to win, but I, I would pick Michigan to beat them, and I I would pick honestly I I would have to go with Florida International at home over the Hoosiers. I hope I'm wrong because that'd be a big road win for right. them to build some confidence. But like I said, a it's just a tough. It's tough. You need to be hosting uh, Podunk U or, mm-hmm. or whatever the football version of Podunk U is uh, <laughs> on opening weekend. Fill the fill that stadium in Bloomington and and, and kick somebody's tail and. Uh, 
get the season started with a big win. Now, I say that, and my Cardinals are traveling to Orlando. They're playing. Yeah. I don't know. Has oh. anybody heard of that team they're playing here to open the season? Uh, Alabama. Yeah. And not to mention Alabama, but Coach Petrino has has been. I wonder if it's on anybody's billboard down there about hey, Louisville's going to win the game. I'm sure Coach Saban kind of said, "Thanks, Coach, for for that little yeah. tidbit of bulletin board material." Yeah, Coach today came out and said that uh, uh, Coach Saban came out and talked about to Coach Petrino today and said historically he's been a winner. That's all he said, and so I thought that was kind of uh, <laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, a little comeback, you know. That's the one guy you don't want to upset, you know. Um, you know, he's you know talking about Coach May's record. This guy's done that at, a, at the at the Division One level and just steamrolled people. And um, you know, yeah, I would. That's the game. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be too excited. About. But who knows? Maybe the Cards can put up some uh, can put up some points. Well, I think they're not going to be able to stop them. Right. I think from uh, Coach Petrino's perspective, you figure, okay, the odds are against us. Nobody's picking us. Nobody expects us to win. Maybe if I say this, it's almost crazy like a fox. Everybody will think, what are you thinking? But maybe it does put a little seed of doubt into some folks' mind down there in Alabama. I seriously doubt it. They've been in big games, big game every week, really, once you get through the cupcake part of the schedule. And they're always playing in a, in a hostile environment with – with uh, lots of fans and national TV uh, uh, audience. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I The point spread today, Vegas released it. Louisville's a 25-point underdog. Uh, I love my Cardinals, but if I was <laughs> if I was uh, a player in Vegas, I would have to have to go with a Crimson Tide to yeah. uh, to cover that. And uh, and the over under was around 60. And I think I think neither team will play. Right. Great defense right out of the gate. So I, I would I would expect the over to be pretty easy on that too. Not that we encourage gambling, folks. I'm just saying that's for entertainment purposes right. only. That that's Vegas right. releases those lines, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, those are the big games in our area. Curious to hear from you. Eight one two eight eight three thirty four zero one. What do you think is going to happen this weekend with our college teams as they kick off? And Blair, as we think about that and move out of that conversation and start looking back a little bit and forward with high school football I think week three now is coming up here and and we start to really kind of get an idea about what the teams are made of uh, maybe maybe with the one exception Salem because because they have played I think two of the better teams two of the top three teams in the conference to start the year and you and I talked about this before the season Salem could have been 0-2 and still be a very good football team. Right. We can't base who they are on that record because, hey, a lot of teams are going to lose at Silver Creek and are going to struggle against North Harrison. So, uh, But for the most part, we're getting an idea about what teams have and, and their strengths and weaknesses and uh, just what the rest of the season is going to look like for them. Yeah, we have two big rivalry games this week. Also, we have the Big Cat Classic down at uh, Harrison County with North Harrison at Cordon. Um, you know, we, we talked about Corden earlier. Corden's played Brown, Santa Paoli, you know, and, and both teams look to be really good. And, and uh, so I'm not really sure we know exactly what Corden's got yet. Um, you know, Coach talked about them being young, and it's going. You know, the, his whole goal this year was getting better. Um, you know, I know he said that you know they they played better this week than than they did week one. So, uh, but you know, North Harrison is 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 rolling. So it's going to be. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think North Harrison will probably win this game. Um, and, but I think that uh, it's a rivalry game, and so you never know what's going to happen. You know, th- throw the records out on this one, and that's 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 their big big game down there in Harrison County. 
Well, and if you're North Harrison, you've heard a lot over the years about Corden and, and their success in, in a lot of things. So I'm sure it's one of those, uh, hey, let's 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 give it to the big guy. And I know North Harrison's a 3A school too, so right. and they've done their fair share of winning. But from the folks I talk to in Harrison County, uh, Corden feels like kind of the big dog, and right. everybody's everybody's kind of chasing them. So anytime one of the the little brothers, so to speak, <laughs> uh, can can jump up and, and beat beat them i'm sure they want to uh then you said mentioned another rival uh providence at silver creek that's uh right man clark county uh a war right there those two teams going at it providence coming off of a loss to uh to floyd, floyd central yeah. last week and it was and, a close game though until late in the fourth providence had a big injury um they had a they had a big uh a concussion a major mm. major concussion they ended up having to take the the one of the the, the running backs to um L. Uh, so he he, he had a, a pretty major injury to that game, and once that happened, Providence just was a totally different team. Sure. You know? and, and so uh, it, it, in the scorebook, it looks like Floyd blew him out, but uh, it was seventeen ten late in the fourth, so or late in the third, excuse me. Uh, so it was a, it was a different, definitely a tough battle down there uh, going to happen this week between Creek and, and Providence. Yeah, this is one of those in the Mid Southern Conference anyway. You look through the for me, it's a pretty easy week to pick the games. Right. Uh, I certainly think Charlestown rolls past Clarksville. Uh, no reason <laughs> from the first two games that right. Clarksville's uh, rebuilding and a new coach, uh, and it's going to take a while to get the Generals back to uh, back to a competitive team there in the conference. And then uh, I would certainly think Eastern's going to have their hands full at Brownstown. Right. That's not going to be an easy trip for them. Uh, again, though, Coach Dean always has the guys ready. I expect early in the game Eastern to keep it competitive but you know as as depth football is a bigger stronger faster sport and usually the bigger stronger faster team wins over four quarters so i would expect brownstown to run away late of course i picked the uh, cougars of north harrison to, to win big over cordon i think uh, coach humphrey needs another year or two to get the panthers back to being competitive in that matchup to me the it's a toss-up providence at silver creek uh, there you go with the injury. I would probably lean towards Silver Creek in that right. one. Just if, if the kid suffered a concussion, we know he won't be back right. on Friday night, so he's still out. And then uh, I think the Lions roll at Scottsburg. But but uh, Scottsburg's one of those teams you just uh, – I always said when they started football, they did it right, and I think they'll be competitive sooner than some of the other teams that started football. Uh, yeah, and they've or, always they've always given Salem a, a tough game early, you know, in the first half and – um, they always come out, and, and I know, like I said, we were talking about last week that I know they have a real good freshman, or excuse me, a real good junior class uh, that I know we played against in the, in the middle school level. So, um, you know, I don't think the same will have any problem with Scottsburg, um, but you know, I, I do think it'll be a, a tight game early, probably. Now, don't you think when I, I was talking to somebody recently about that matchup, Salem and Scottsburg? It's not the rivalry yet because Scottsburg's so new and they're not really on Salem's level from a depth and a strength right. standpoint. But I can foresee that if you if you could forecast out to maybe five to ten years down the road, if if Scottsburg continues to progress the way they have in football, that's going to be a huge rivalry. Those those two schools get after it in every right. other sport. Now right. it's it's not a county rival, but I'd say I would venture to say in my twenty years of living here in Washington County outside of the Eastern and West Washington games for Salem, Scottsburg's right up there as one of the biggest rivals outside of our county. And I don't know, you're inside things over there a little more. Right. Do, do you get a sense of that too? Uh, I mean, I think in, in the, especially in basketball, you know, in basketball, both boys and girls, you know, our girls teams played in the sectional final this year for, 
you know, for at Salem and in softball, there's always a big rivalry and thing. So I think, you know, and I think, you know, for a long time, the girls basketball was what, what you know, that's what everybody wanted to be was what Scottsburg was. And, sure. and, and so, um, you know, the, their baseball program hasn't been great, you know, so um, Charleston was always our big, our big rival. We thought, you know, back in, back in those days with, with football, Charleston and Clarksville, Clarksville was always on top, you know, in the early nineties. And, and then, uh, you know, we came along, but uh, I, I could definitely, you know, anytime you share a border or especially a, uh, a school line, you know, we, we go out there, go out there to Little York, you know, and there's this, you know, either Scottsburg or Salem, and and we get a lot of we get a lot of our, our talented players from the little little York area, you know, hard nosed kids out there, and and uh, so uh, it could definitely end up being something big, I think, down the road for sure. You got some stats that from the games Friday night, some some of the the key stats that as we think about our high school football, we certainly want to kind of tout some of the kids. You heard Dalton Panair had a huge night. For Eastern on, on the defensive line, he had a pick six. He he read a screen pass perfectly, uh, kind of decoyed and made it look like he was going to be in uh, rush mode where he was going after the quarterback, and, and then he, he just ducked in and got the ball and, and made it to the end zone, and, and it was great to have him on. And, and, Blair, that was really kind of our vision for the show. We want to showcase uh, student athletes in Washington County and really give sports fans an outlet to talk about sports, listen to us talk about sports and just really kind of interact and get things going. So uh, West Washington had a huge win over the uh, Crawford County Wolfpack, 2-0 and right. with a young team. Uh, Coach Bowsman's got to be uh, salivating to have that kind of start. Mitchell's on the horizon, I would think, again, on paper. Yeah, they could go 3-0 for I'm sure. Picking, I'm picking the Senators this week. It's at but home. At home. Uh, you're kind of you hungry. You win that one. And then everybody starts circling that big payoli matchup right. and, and say, okay, can the Senators give Coach Lowry something to think about there in payoli? So, anyway, uh, who played well for the Senators yeah, on Friday night? You know, as I, I talked to Coach Bowsman today a little bit about um, and, and talked exactly about that. You know, they have a great chance, a great opportunity to start the season 3-0. and And, and uh, you know, we've talked all, all preseason about them being young and, you know, young team, young team. And, you know, people like to throw that out, you know, and, and these, but, you know, I'm looking at the stats right now for the season and, and the young kids are, are leading them in, in all statistical categories. And, um, you know, Bobby Stevens, their, their, their star running back is at 304 yards through two games, mm. uh, two TDs on 44 carries. Uh, Holden has 121 yards, two TDs on five carries. That's a pretty good ratio. You know, carry the ball five times, score twice. Uh, I know he had a big long run this weekend, a 70 yard run, 60 or 70 yard run against Crawford. Um, and you know, he just, if you get Stevens the ball so many times, and then you can sneak <laughs> one out of there and run it yourself. Uh, Holden's not, you know, he's no dummy. He likes to, you know, he's, he's he way he c controls the game and, um, you know, receiving uh, the strange kid we've talked about on here before. Uh, Jake Strange, two catches, two TDs. That's pretty efficient uh, at, at at tight end or excuse me, I think playing a tight end or slot receiver. Um, Sanford kid, Harrison Sanford, nine catches, ninety nine yards, and a touchdown. Um, and then Holden is uh, eighteen and thirty four. Four TDs passing, also. So you know he's got Holden's got two TDs on the ground and four on in the air through two games. It's pretty good for your sophomore quarterback. Absolutely, and of course the Holden he's talking about is Holden Bowsman, the uh, son of head coach Philip Bowsman, and uh, I've been watching that young man grow up and play quarterback for about as the time he started walking. He had a ball in his hand, and uh, you really see that paying off for him. And and uh, bad news to all the other football schools in the area. They're sophomores. Right. Most of these key 
contributors for West Washington are sophomores. And you know what? The Drake song comes to mind. All they've ever done is win, 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 right. you know, no matter what they've done. So uh, I know they struggled a little bit in basketball record-wise, but they beat some teams they probably shouldn't have last year. And that's just because, hey, they're young and they've always won. And when they step on a court, they don't care who they're going up against. They expect to win. And I expect Friday night against Mitchell, they'll, they'll have that same kind of attitude. Although Troy Pritchett may be their – <laughs> they're they're toughest out so far. Right. Uh, that T that he runs. I know he don't run the T like he used to. Right. Funny story about his offense. First game I ever covered Blair in Washington County. The Senators were playing uh, somebody, and uh, they ran the T formation. And uh, a kid fumbled the ball on a kickoff. West Washington had the ball first, got it about the three yard line, and went on a 97 yard drive and ate up the first quarter. The whole first quarter on one <laughs> drive and. Uh, I've been on the other side of that. It took before. about 15 minutes, and I thought, "Wow, we're going to get out of here before 8:30 right. at this yeah. rate." And it was just, it was tough to stat because you had to really watch all three backs and see who had the ball when they got up off the pile. And uh, I think that's the same for defenses. That's why it's such a tough offense to prepare for. You got to tackle all three of those ball carriers just to make sure you got the one with the ball. Yeah, and then they lure, they lure you to sleep, and then they throw the ball to the tight end. You know, so it's. It's definitely yeah, it's it's one of those things we talk a lot about it. We talk about North Harrison's offense and how it's different. We talk about Brownstown's offense and how it's different. And you know, with with what Mitchell does, you know, you got to be disciplined. And and it's hard to teach a high school kid to be disciplined. You know, you got you got to continue to to watch your keys and and you want to make the big play. So you you dive in on a guy that's not your guy, and all of a sudden your guy's bounced out and going sixty down the other sideline. So um, it, it's. It's tough. It will be a tough game. I like it. I like West Washington's chance because they are at home. Um, and like I said, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, the Crawford game was tied early, uh, and, and and they kind of blew it open at, at the end of the game. And and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in a tight game. You know, right. and I think you know that's 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 where these these young kids are really going to test their metal. You know, what are they made of in, in those situations? Yeah, it's going to be a big one out there at Art Sanders Field on Friday night. I'm sure they'll have uh, those tasty ribeyes cranked up from Ron Smith at the grill. And uh, uh, just uh, supposed to be a little cooler. I, I saw on the weather, Weatherbird was talking about some cooler weather coming in. Not fall weather by any means, but a little more bearable. So that'll be a big game. Again, the uh, Salem-Scottsburg game will be a lot of fun. Hopefully the Lions can get going. And, and oh, just like we talked with Dalton Panair, you work all summer. You feel like you got a really good team and good game plans in place, and you're 0-2 to start the year. And uh, I know Coach Hartsfield wants wants to win because he's competitive, but he wants to see his boys get the uh, get that taste of victory in their mouth uh, mouth too. So that that'll be a huge game. Yeah, you know, I talked to him um, today a little bit, and you know, he's he's really disappointed about about our effort, and and that's. That's something as as a coach that you know you work so hard to prepare your team, and then you go out on Friday and you don't get the effort that that you want. And and you know we didn't play very well, and that's the bottom line. And, and you know Silver Creek is a good team, and you can't go into a good team field and, and not play very well. Right. And I think that's you know I think that's the thing that's most probably most upsetting with him talking with him is is that you know. He's preached since he's been here, we're going to compete, 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 compete. And, you know, you know him as a player. There was no one that was more competitive than, than what, what he was. And, and I think that's so hard for him to not see that kind of effort every, from every one of his kids. And 
Um, you know, I feel like we're going to see some changes. You know, we're not. You know, I know he's not going to. You know, it's not a fire sale by any means. But uh, I look to see some some different kids in different positions next week. And and you know, that's the hardest part as a coach is is that that you, you know where does each kid fit? And I think that you know sometimes we want a kid to fit. And maybe they don't. Sure. And so, um, you know, they've had two games under the belt now to, to make that happen. And so I think there's I think there's some wholesale changes going to take place uh, for next Friday. We'll, well see. Well, and sometimes, hey, you need to have another kid step in there to get somebody's attention. And sometimes you got somebody who's been close. Right. They just hadn't went over the hump. Why not give that kid a chance? And, and maybe that's all he needs is just to taste the varsity field and he's ready to uh, – Get out there and do it. The PLAC slate there, Blair. You got Crawford County at Perry Central. I think the Commodores roll. Yeah, they uh, put up 45 points this weekend on Forest Park. You know, last week I was like, I don't know about, I don't know about them because they don't put up six against Dell City, and then this week they exploded for 45. Yeah, and Forest Park is one of those schools that they're competitive in everything. So mm-hmm. if you you put up 45 on Forest Park, uh, I got to think that they'll have something to say about the PLAC right. when it's all said and done too. And then of course. Paoli at Springs Valley. Orange uh, Bowl. That's what they call it, the Orange Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, in, a one-sided Orange Bowl this for, week. For lack of a better word, it, it, it's just going to be one-sided. Squeezed ball orange. Is, uh, uh, rammed orange, right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Valley's just one of those schools. They, 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 I think it's a numbers game. They get a couple good players, but they just can't can't get the big class to move through at, at the right time, and it's hard to build a program when you're – at the Class A level, right. even at Eastern, I've seen it. I remember when – I don't know if you remember this. Bob Redman uh, won a couple state championships at Louisville Mail, right. and he took over at Jeffersonville. Yep. And uh, I had a chance to talk with him. You know, Eastern was very young in their football program, and I said, hey, our first three or four years out, Coach Redman, we've, we've gotten gotten beat up. Just ha- What do we got to do? What does Eastern need to do to be a competitive football program? And he said, honestly, in his experience – it's generational. You almost have to have the kids who started the program are right. going to have to have kids that grow up and have played before you're really on a year in year out basis. Kind of like you know Salem every year right. is five and four, six and three, and West Washington's usually winning seasons every year. To get to that level every year consistently, you got to have dads of kids who play because they right. know what it takes. Hey, uh, coach made me do the fifty yard bear crawl today. Right. Uh, if you've never played football before, that sounds a little harsh and extreme. <laughs> but when you've played football, you understand coaches just trying to get you to know what you did wrong. Right. So you'll be ready on Friday night. Sometimes it's it's about executing a play, but sometimes it's about keeping you safe right. on the football field. And, and you know, I, we got that when I was middle school coach down there. Some parents would say, well, that's a little excessive to make them run 20, 40-yard sprints at the end of practice. Right. Yeah, well – you got to get their attention some kind of way. And, and that's really mild compared to what some programs right, do. But right. uh, that, that's was Coach Redmond's take anyway. He, he thought by the, when you, once you get, get those first kids who played, having kids and coming back to play, then you can now you can start to build a really successful program. So And Scottsburg's a little different. Silver Creek's a little different right. uh, just because they have people moving into the area that, you know, they've played football. Right. The people in Pekin really had, and the, the, it's a new sport. Matter of fact, I, I got tickled those first few years, Blair, and still you'll hear some fans do it. Uh, the opposing team will pick up 15 yards, and the crowd will go wild, and you think, 
what are they clapping for? They, <laughs> the other team just got a 15-yard run. That's not anything to – but they're just, hey, we stopped them. Right. So uh, it's just one of those things. Yeah, that, I think that's I think that's you know, a huge part of it. I've talked to Coach Timberlake at Corden, who was the head coach, you know, a couple of coaches back before Coach Humphrey. He's on the staff now down there, a great guy. And, you know, it was one of the things he talked about when he took over the job was, you know, there's just – having those fathers that played and you know, having, you know, that tradition of playing. And that's something that, you know, my group went through. Uh, we were able to, to, you know, like I said, we reaped the benefits of, of the guys that came before us. And, you know, I think the biggest problem we've had at Salem in the last, uh, well, you know, since 2010 probably ha- has been the competition factor. You know, uh, when I was a player, there was three guys at each position. And if you didn't come to practice or you didn't right. show up to practice or you didn't play your hardest, you lost your spot. You know, and so we haven't had – Pekin doesn't have that yet. They don't have it. You know, their ones and threes aren't close. You know, the ones are are way above the the threes. And the one kid knows that, you know. So, um, and as a a coach, you're not going to play the kid that's way behind the the number one because you got to win or you're going to lose your job. So – I think that's that's the hardest part that we haven't had um, here, and we're getting it finally. You know, Coach, we, we've talked about it uh, before from, you know, our, our we don't have a very big class. Our senior class is small, but from juniors to freshmen, there's a lot of kids, and, and, and that competition is, is heating up. You know, and he, he mentioned it to me today. He's like, you know, we're going to have open competition in practice. You know, if you want to play, let's go, you know, and, and find out what you know, kind of what you're made of. And, and that really allows you – to have that leniency, to, to, to once that competition sits in, you know, it's it's over at that point. I always said I think I bet the most successful programs do that, Blair. I mean, it's if you're coaching, hey, hey in tennis, you want that number one spot. I've in the tennis coaches I've talked to, go beat the number one. Right. You beat the number one, you can have the number one spot. I, I would say in boys basketball, hey, you, you think you can beat my starting point guard? Let's ha- have at it. Right. If you get the better of them in practice. I, I, I'm going to give you a spot. That's what I loved about track because every time I had a parent come up to me and say, you know, my kids should be running 100, all right, let's go. You know, so <laughs> it was pretty easy that that, uh, that way. You know, not, not that I ever had anybody really worked up about track, but, I mean, it, it makes it simple. As a, as a coach of football, you know, you see them every day, but you still got to put that kid where you think the best position is for them. And, and uh, you know, I know we're, we're two platooning at Salem, so we got a lot of kids playing, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, we just try to – you know, I, I just think that uh, you know, we have the opportunity now to, to you know, two two weeks in to see see what they're made of, and you know, it, obviously the score shocked shocked us this week, and uh, I think it, you know <laughs> shocked a lot of people, and um, you know, but there's going to be games where you don't play well, and and now you kind of see where where you, where you go from here. We, we hopefully have an opportunity to bounce back against Scottsburg, and then you go see what you're made of the next week against Brownstown. So, um, you know, it, it's. Uh, it's a needed week for Salem. Um, and like I said, you know, we do have a lot of kids playing their first year of varsity football. And, mm. um, you know, this hopefully will be a game where they can get their confidence up and, and move on the rest of the year. Well, and the Lions' schedule is, is front-end loaded. You know, I think it gets – they come out of the gate and they play the murderer's role right. out of the gate. And, and then as they move through the season, the games get a little bit more competitive, whereas some people – he may get off to a three and zero start. Salem's zero and two, but hey, I, I I just I predicted this summer that they'd be six and three, uh, five and four if they had a few breaks not go their way. But I still think six and three is doable. I, I wouldn't put that past the Lions and Coach Hartsfield. Uh, I think that's that they have the potential to do that. And then like last year at sectional time, I think he'll have them ready to compete and and. Uh, nobody would want to draw Coach Hartsfield and the Lions at, at sectional time, and that's. Once you, you you decide, okay, we're out of the conference race by all intents and purposes, 
Now let's get better. Right. Let's start doing that. Let's start putting some positions up for grabs and making kids compete and, and see if we can improve by the end of the year. Now I'm three deep and we're in a position where I was one deep. So Yeah, and I think you know one of the things that a lot of people forget about is is, you know, we have three new receivers that never never stepped on the field. You know, you had a kid in Bridgeburg and even, you know, the Rats kid last year. You know, both those guys uh, and the Morris kid, all three of those guys were, were tremendous athletes. And, you know, probably once-in-a-lifetime receiver goes through Salem and, and, and Evan. And, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so you got three new guys out there this year that's never played it down. Um, and then you lose a kid like Shane in, in the first quarter of your first of your first uh, game, and and Shane was a, such a huge part of what what we, they wanted to do offensively. Um, and then you have Lane Weddle, who didn't even play football last year. Uh, you know, he didn't play as a freshman. Came back out as a sophomore. He's a tremendous talent, but he's never played on Friday night. So um, you know, and those are key positions if you're trying to score if you're trying to score points and making sure you know, uh, you know, and the the continuity between the receiver and the quarterback. Um, you know, it's 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 tough, and um, you know, Brandon Brandon was able to live last year with 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 Evan, and now he's got three new guys, and you know, trying to learn that, and, and you got to go do it against the two of the top teams in the conference out the gate. So I, I know I don't I don't hopefully no one's panicking on the Lions, but uh, I think you know this week we'll be able to to write the ship a little bit. This is where we would insert the sound clip from Aaron Rodgers saying. Relax, spell it out, R-E-L-A-X. I was surprised that a Green Bay Packer could spell. No, I didn't. (laughs) I'm a Bears fan, folks, so uh, we go after the Packers. Uh, This week, like I said, busy week. Wednesday's the big one here uh, as far as hearing what's going on with your favorite teams. We got Purdue coach Jeff Brom at at 6.05, IU coach Tom Allen at 7.05, and the coach's corner at 8 hear about all this all the matchups this Friday from the from the coach's mouse and, and then here they'll look back on on last week's games as well uh, just quickly as we wrap up here Blair what are you looking forward to let's let's take out for me I'll take out Alabama and U of L you take out Michigan Notre Dame what on the sports schedule has got your attention most besides that matchup <laughs> this weekend uh, Indiana Florida Atlantic uh, I think that uh, I think they're gonna. I think the Hoosiers are gonna win that one. You okay. know, but I'm gonna go with the Hoosiers. I think I think that they're gonna go down there and pull it off. I hope so. I think that's uh, important for Coach Tom Allen to get off to a good start and pick up that big road win and stop scheduling road games at places like that in Bowling Green. And, and, and you need to host uh, Murray State up here in in Bloomington and pick up a 55 to three win to give your team some credit but that's not happening I think for me I'm looking forward to most is, is seeing coach Brom kick off his second season at Purdue big time football I'm telling you this guy is the next up and coming he's the next uh, uh Les Miles Nick Saban uh, he's cut from that cloth all he's ever done is win you know as a player at U of L, he, he had him in the top five uh, when he's head coach at Western Kentucky, he had them one of their best records ever. And last year at Purdue, you know, he he, he stayed in some games and won some games that they shouldn't have. And I'm just curious to see what Chapter Two looks like in the Coach Brom era, uh, and to see how that goes. He got the big recruit from uh, Trinity. Right. I, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Yeah, the yeah. receiver. He squatted 700 pounds. I read the other day to a receiver <laughs> who's who's very he has a receiver's body so to visually there was video of him doing that and to see a receiver squat 700 pounds i I have to admit my jaw drops i've (laughs) I've seen some impressive things in the weight room being around football all these years but i don't know that i've ever seen anything as impressive as that (laughs) i wouldn't want to cover that yeah for sure and that was you know that was a huge get everybody wanted that kid and 
Um, but, you know, why would you not go to Purdue if you're a receiver right now as much as they throw the ball around? And, um, you know, it's it's – you know, I don't like you. You talked about earlier. I don't think anybody wants to play Purdue either. You know, and I think that's that's a, a scary game if you're a Big Ten uh, team going into Purdue or even out on the road, just because you know they're going to be able to put up points. So if your if your offense isn't clicking on all cylinders one night, you better not pick the Purdue game for that not, for that to happen. So, um, but I you know I look forward to them to have another big season and and uh, yeah, I don't know how much longer he'll be at Purdue, but uh, you know he's definitely uh, you know taking those steps to to making himself a, a marketable coach for the rest of his life. Yeah, a good friend of mine's a big Purdue fan. He says he's conflicted because he knows if Coach Brom has a good year, people are coming after him, and if he doesn't, you know then his team doesn't have a big year. But uh, hey, hey, Coach Brom is smart. He had some opportunities to leave right. last year, and he didn't. So he's not just gonna—he's not just looking for the first easiest way out of out of West Lafayette. He's gonna stay there, and I truly believe he's learned from coaches like Petrino and people like right. that. That sometimes it may be—it may on paper appear like a better job, but at the end of the day, well, for example, at Tennessee, right. if you don't have the volunteers winning in year three, right. guess what? The seat gets hot. Charlie Strong's proof of that in right. Texas. Lane Kiffin. Well, you know, he was at Tennessee and they went to USC and both bounced to both places, you know. So, yeah, I mean, and Jim Harbaugh's on the hard seat. Let's, you know, let's don't, let's don't, you know, if Coach Harbaugh don't have a good, a, a good season in Michigan's eyes, you know, he's the savior up there right now. Sure. But, um, you know, they, they want to win. So, and they haven't won against Michigan State and they haven't won against uh, Ohio State. So, you know, he, he needs to win those games, at least one of those games for sure, I think. Absolutely. So that's it. We, we we didn't get any calls from you, but we, we know you're listening. Our number, 812-883-3401. Watch the games this weekend and, and be prepared to call in next week and talk about it. Uh, I got news from Greg and Becky today that they got the IU tickets. They're going to be giving away tickets to Hoosier football all all fall long. And, and if you've never been up there to watch a game, they've really worked on improving the atmosphere for, for football games at IU. It's a really nice atmosphere. And you get a chance to see some of the best in the country as the Big Ten schedule comes into town. And uh, so be listening here. We're, we're going to give away some tickets coming up and uh, just exciting stuff. This is your home for Kentuckiana sports right here on WSLM. Uh, you've heard the schedule tonight. I, I would challenge you to find a station who has more of a diverse and uh, action-packed lineup than than we offer here at WSLM. So thanks for listening. Hope you have a great week. Uh, remember what we said earlier, talking about confidence for these kids Hey, encourage them in, in our community. When you see these young men and women who are going out there and uh, playing their sport or, or in their band or, or on the dance team or cheerleaders, hey, hey, give them a, a word of encouragement just to let them know that uh, you're watching and you appreciate them. And, and it can make the world a difference in a kid's life. It's amazing to uh, hear what that confidence does for you. So, anyway, uh, Blair, I hope you have a good week. Good luck Thursday appreciate night. It. Who's the middle school team got? Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, here at, or there? At, at home. At home. First so, home game. So come out to uh, Paul Graves uh, Field and, and watch the Cubs as they host Mitchell for their first home games. Coming off big wins against Eastern, the county rivals. Uh, we wondered how those would go, but uh, Blair will be looking to keep his team rolling here now that the season's gotten started. So, again, thanks for listening. Have a great week. God bless. You've been listening to Kentuckiana Sports Talk on WSLM, 1220 AM and 97.9 FM. Join us next week for more sports talk about local, regional, and national sports. Be sure to call in on the KST Talk Line at 812-883-3401.
And between now and then, tweet your comments and questions to KY in Sports Talk or post them on our Facebook page at Kentuckiana Sports Talk. We'll have a question of the week, polls for you, and all the latest news and interviews with local and regional players and coaches. Join George and Blair next week on Kentuckiana Sports Talk.